Hey guys, welcome back. This is Cortahe, Cortahe.com, and today we are breaking everything down. As again, it was a hectic week. All the news came piling in, and it was just exploding from Mavericks news surrounding Luka Doncic and Rick Carlisle to an explosive Paul George game upsets around the world and everything else we are going to be covering it all in today's podcast episode right even right before the Bucks Nets uh game uh, a pivotal game for both teams we're going to get to that in a little, uh, minute but first of all first of all before I jump into that there are some things I want to discuss I want to someone to review first, so let's get right into it. First of all, if you have not already, find us on social media. We are everywhere. Go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Tumblr, Linktree, and everywhere else, especially Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Put in court to heat. You can either do one word or um, separate free words, but you'll still be able to find us. We are everywhere, and we are just exploding right now, especially on Twitter. So many of you guys are following us. So many of you guys are commenting on everything. So many of you guys are interacting, and it is huge as we're breaking down every single piece of information as is it given to all of us. Okay. If you guys have not heard already, and I know the past two podcast episodes I did two days, uh, yesterday and two days ago, I failed to mention the membership. You guys may or may not have noticed that, but it's because we are coming out with huge content ideas that we'll be releasing this Sunday and any and every single Sunday beyond that, and that's going to be in these memberships. We have two memberships. From you to choose from. And before we go any further. For both of these memberships. You'll be getting your first free days. I be, uh, Your first free days. For free. A free trial. You get free days. Just test it. To see if you really want this membership. To see on the fourth day. If you want to hand over the money. For this exciting stuff. Now you may be asking yourself. What in the world even in this memberships? Like what's in these two memberships? How are they good? And so many of you have been commenting, have been emailing, have been doing everything to contact us to say this is one of the greatest uh, memberships we've ever joined because it's accurate, it's all in basketball, and it's very consistent. And what it really is, is this. The elite membership, let's start with that. Per month, and this is per month, you get four articles Four coupons, two newsletters, commenting on posts, and personalized emails. First, you will be getting a one article, one exclusive article per week on every Sunday morning. Um, two newsletters every single week, right? So you have. One on Friday morning to one on Sunday morning. That goes for every single week without fail. Four, what we mean by the four coupons is you get two coupons in each newsletter 
that would be over 80% or more off on our store. Legit. So this is not like going to be like 10% off. No, you're looking at upwards of 60 to 70 to 80% off, which is huge and save people hundreds of dollars when buying our stuff. It just saved them so much money that they were able to do other things and not just have to say, wow, wow, we just had to spend all this money on one product. But they were able to get all these different services from us. They were able to get these different products from us. PSA stuff, uh, star lineups, memberships, and different things like that that we do offer. So, yeah. Coupons are super helpful. Everybody loves them. Everybody uses them consistently. And it's a good price for every single week. So, you never have to go without a good deal. The personalized emails, no one's really doing as much. What I'm seeing throughout every other membership. Any membership you look at, no one's doing personalized emails directly to you. And what that means is we'll tell you when your article's ready. We'll tell you when your newsletter's ready. We'll tell you when everything's ready. We'll email you additional coupons. We'll email you everything so you stay up to date with the current news, with everything that's happening in Corsica here in the NBA world so you're not missing anything and so you're on top of it. Yeah, so it's a good deal in this way. It even makes us better for getting 48 articles, exclusive articles, per year, which is a lot. Especially considering you get one huge exclusive article per week. It is only $3 each month. Huge deal. Saves you a ton of money. No one else is doing that. And you can say, well, ESPN has a lower price. They actually do not. It's actually $6 just to read some articles that you find for free and they have no creativity behind it. But we're getting information that's going in-depth, going player by player, topic by topic, breaking down rosters, breaking down that topic. Like Chris Paul. Like um, what the Mavericks will do next. We don't just write it like how we do, just doing a quick summary. No, we go in-depth and in-detailed. And we do not skip a detail. We do not skip a single word. We get everything in there. All the facts, all the stats, all the everything. All here for you to enjoy. On either um, on either point and on your membership. And that brings us to our second one. That brings us to our second one. That brings us to our silver membership. For $2 a month, which is the, the silver membership... Is cheaper by dollar, but if you're if you're worried about a dollar, do the silver. We get it, but I would recommend the elite because here's why: the silver membership you get two articles per month, two coupons uh, per month, one um, newsletter per month, and only commenting on posts, and that is two dollars per month. So meaning instead of getting forty. Uh, 48, if I'm doing math right, yeah, 40 uh, exclusive articles, you only get 24, and everything's being decreased. So why not get what you love for an extra dollar? But if you just want all of that and you don't want to get exclusive articles every single week and just every other week with the silver membership, we got you. We're still going to be sending out, out nice emails to you and everything. It just will not be personalized emails. Write to you consistently Almost 
um, every week, not if every other day, right? But those are what we have. They only takes free to uh free minutes to get signed up. No one's gonna be sharing your information. This is just between you and Jotform. So you have nothing to worry about. No scams, no nothing. Just sign up and just have a really cool basketball time. Get all of our content, get all the exclusive stuff, and be in a know because that's where you should be as a diehard basketball fan or someone getting into it or wherever you are. This is for you, and this is your time to get in and know like NBA Insider. Okay, a lot's been happening. A lot's been happening. Oh, so like we've been like we've been saying this entire time, things things have been happening. Things have been happening. First of all, we have breaking news. We have uh, drama with the Mavericks, right? Um, and this issue is not what we're talking about. Potential trades that would be very interesting to see. And just breaking down games that happened yesterday and then one that's going to happen today. And just keep talking about series that's going to be happening. Um, Just real quick, Chris Paul. I said on yesterday's podcast we would keep talking about him. We've not heard anything new. We're trying to get. We're trying to still figure out everything. The NBA world's trying to figure out everything. People have been speculating. Close friends, close people, Chris Paul have been speculating, saying that he's been sad. He's been upset. We don't know if he has any COVID symptoms. If he's symptomatic, right? We don't know if he's, uh, progressing nicely in a great direction or a bad direction. But also, we don't know if this was like a false positive or if he's going to get find out as a positive, a negative negative within four, 24 to 48 hours. And that's just all speculation. Nothing has been confirmed yet, but still, we're just trying to figure out everything. We're speculating. We won't know anything till Saturday. And if the series does end, uh, let's just say the Clippers does win in six with Paul George, with or without Kawhi. They're going to be playing on Sunday, so a quick two-day turnaround. So that means instead of playing on Tuesday, you would have to play on Sunday, potentially without Chris Paul. Should you be worried? I don't know. I don't think so, but I'm still... We can all be hesitant, but I don't think we should go full-blown panic because you still have Devin Booker, DeAndre and Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, and a few other guys that I, Devin Booker, DeAndre, I never said those guys. But yeah, we got players. This is not a lacking team. It's not like this was our main piece. He's a he's an impactful piece, but we have great players. We have good players. We have players that's going to be able to help the court out, help the team out uh, tremendously. But we'll keep updating you today first. Oh, sorry, first, uh, today, which is Thursday, and then Friday. And then when we hear something about Chris Paul on Saturday, I am going to do a special podcast episode just talking about Chris Paul, maybe like a 10, 15-minute thing on Chris Paul, see where he's at, and I'll keep speculating from there and see if we have an opponent. Because if it does end six games, we should be known by Saturday who our opponent is. Just giving out that date. But that's why I want everyone to be at. That's why I heard. If you guys have heard anything different, 
tag us on social media because we love to get the information as we're always trying to update our stuff daily, hourly, and everything else. So yeah, if you want to tag us like on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, do it at Courts of Heat. Besides Instagram, Instagram's Courts of Heat and BA. Okay, with that discussed, I want to move on to the Mavericks. The Mavericks have been having a field day in the media. Mark Cuban's name has been popping up more and more than usual. Uh, Donnie Nelson's name has been popping up, which is very rare. Rick Carlisle's name has been popping up, which has not been rare, which has been frequent frequent in the past few weeks, right? Because a lot of speculation. So is Luka Doncic's name. But I want to talk about this. So Donnie Nelson, since Donnie Nelson stepped down what parted ways with uh, Mark Cuban and the Mavericks, it was reportedly said by Luka Doncic that that was tough for him to handle, that he was always there for Luka, that they were always close, and he was the guy that drafted him, so it was a tough one for him to handle. But but then he said to end the quote, that it's not his decision to make, it's theirs. And there were some good signs that did hurt. We didn't we then we jumped to the conclusion, well what happens is the GM does that make with the GM being cut out, does that make it to where Luca doesn't want to be with the ja- uh, Mavs? Was that the final straw? I don't think so because this news right here may be fixing the Mavericks relationship with Duke Doncic. I don't know. But Rick Carlisle is not returning as the head coach next season for the Mavericks. He has announced that, I think, like two hours ago on when we were recording this podcast, um, which is right around 3 o'clock right now. But he informed Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban was not expecting that. They were talking the past week and whatnot. But... Yeah, that was I was trying to say two years left on his contract, and he was number three on the um, NBA list of active longest tenure head coaches. Right, that was with a franchise. He would have been behind Greg Popovich and someone else. Forgot the guy's name. But yeah, that was a huge surprise because now the Mavericks have two roles to fill. Mark Cuban put it this way. First, we're gonna uh, we're gonna hire the uh, president of basketball operations, and secondly, that's when we're gonna hire the head coach. But now Rick Carlisle is gonna be going into the head coaching pool, try to get uh, signed uh, hired by someone else. I was not expecting everything I said about Rick Carlisle about the Mavs when all oh, when I was doing the Luca news. I think it was like two days ago. I was not expecting to see the GM go, nor did I see Rick Carlisle say, I'm not returning. I'm done. You can terminate my contract. I'm not coming back. I was shocked by that news. I didn't even know they had GM right. I explained it yesterday, but the Rick Carlisle news, because everything I said, I didn't think he was going to be fired. So where do you go now? And well, the reason why this is such significant news like with between the Mavericks and Rick Carlisle one, we were not expecting Rick Carlisle to step down. There was no indication of that. There was no rumor, unless I, unless I didn't read something. But 
what also happened was the tension between Rick Carell and Duke Doncic was getting was getting spread out, was become more available, was become more accessible by the media. What I mean by that is, is that it was being showed on a national stage by all these different reporters in games and whatnot where you can see these guys, these two men having disagreements, just Duke Doncic making gestures at him, disagreeing, trying to show up him. And they both just had ill ill relationships i think would be the best way to put it a lot of drama and tension surrounded that and that could be something and that could be something to convince Luka Doncic to stay in Mavericks if they find a good head coach one spot I will say for Rick Carl that was being talked about um with my dad and I my dad brought up the Portland Trailblazers and I actually think that would be really good if Rick Carl wants to I think if both sides want to, I think he'll be a great head coach there, right? For what the Portland Trailblazers need because, yeah, because the thing is, Luke is an okay head coach in my opinion. He's better than Mike Boonholzer, better than Terry Stotts, better than Scotty Brooks. He was, he's, a, he's a fine head coach. I just didn't think he was a good head coach with the Mavericks, and I think his time was up by a few years, right? But that could be debatable. That could be argued that could be argued um intensely. But I do want to say this. I have him going to Boston or to the Blazers. That's my honest I am gonna keep monitoring that situation, but there's nothing to monitor right now since it was the first day. Those are my two scheduled predictions. Right now things could change. But what's more important right here is the Mavericks are going full scale in. They're trying to get Luka Doncic, trying to get our pieces, trying to fix the coaching staff, the front office, all on Mark Cuban's shoulders and whoever else is in that front office. But yesterday was Donnie Nelson. Today was Rick Carlisle. And yeah, it all came It all came down, which Rick Carlisle was surprising me. I was not expecting that, especially when I was breaking news. I'm like, Wow. I wasn't expecting his name to come out. And it's just like yesterday, even when Stan Van Gundy was fired from the Pelicans and Scotty Brooks was let go by the uh, Wizards or they just parted ways, right? That that was interesting. That was interesting, right? And we had so many things happen yesterday that now it's carrying over to today. And yeah, you know what? I, I'm not even shocked by that, right? I'm not shocked by that, but... That's where we're at right now. Rick Carlisle's fired, or not fired, but decided to step down as head coach. Let someone else come in. It's been like 11 to 13 years. Can't remember the exact number. But Rick Carlisle's been here for almost a decade, somewhere around there. Won the title in 2011 with Dirk and the Mavs. Um, congrats to him on winning the championship, um, having that accomplishment, accomplishment to his name, to his legacy, you can say. Best luck to him, and I'll keep monitoring that situation. Other drama-related news with the Mavericks. I don't know if you should call it drama, but just for the sake of what's been happening these past few weeks, or even these past few days for that matter, we have been seeing everybody get talked about. Like, I think it was like last week or two weeks ago, somewhere in the middle of that, we had Luke, uh, we had 
Luka Doncic shadow reigning over Kristaps Porzingis. Kristaps Porzingis was feeling disrespected because he felt he was in the shadow of Luka Doncic and not getting attention that he deserves. That was a whole story. And now you get the Luka Doncic, man. It's like, ooh, does he want to do this long term? Is tensions rising? Will he be able to find a contract anywhere else? Or is he still there? Does he still want to do it? With the Mavs, does he want to sign a $201 million contract worth, uh, worth up to five years or add five years, right? That rookie um, maxed out contract. And per the Athletic, and I guess it was confirmed by Luka Doncic too, that Doncic still plans on signing that extension with the Mavs. That uh, all-out rookie contract for two hundred, for $200 million, he's wanting to sign that. He still plans on signing that. And that seems to be everyone's top priority right now. I will say it would be funny if we had like Jason Kidd, Chauncey Billups, or uh, who else? Like one of those two guys that could have done something. Like uh, like try to make a move towards Dallas. Cause that, that would be awesome to see Jason Kidd and Luka Doncic on the court together just... Uh, doing player development, just figuring out the offensive defense, and just figuring out this Mavs team. I did say previously that, well, in the two-day span, that the Mavericks would not make the playoffs unless something was done drastically, unless something was done, because they actually have not been doing anything. And I guess this is coming true, where they're trying to find a new GM, president of basketball operations, like, you know, that mix, with... Uh, trying to sign Luka Doncic with getting trying to get a new head coach, all within the off season. We got a few months of that. We have weeks to see what's gonna happen before Luke is able to sign that contract or when he wants to. Right? But yeah, what a crazy, crazy time right now for the Mavericks. When you thought everything could go wrong, oh, it has been, and it's just not. It's just been coming up as more news and news, right? It's just been piling up on the Mavericks. Back-to-back let goes. And, yeah, it's just been crazy. But Luka Doncic plans on staying, plans on signing with the Mavericks, doesn't have any intentions of leaving. And it was pulled up to uh, was bring, brought up to my attention that if Luka Doncic did go anywhere else, that he would still get a few years, but the money would decrease to, like, 150, 160. $160 million he'll be missing on 40 years because the Mavericks are re- are like one of the few teams they're going to be able to offer, if not the only team they're going to be off- they'll be able to offer him all that money while still having some cap left without going overboard. But I can make, but anybody can make the argument, including I, in which I have been making, about he's going to be getting big money contracts. Nothing's going to happen to his phenomenal player who's playing against grown men in the Euro Leagues, which is absolutely stunning, incredible, and any other adjective, adjective you want to put to that, right? But, yeah, but that news, I can't keep talking about because I talked about it so much, but everybody knows my feelings on the situation right now. I don't know who they're going to sign as head coach. I have an idea where Rick Carlisle is going to go if he's want to continue coaching. Because I don't believe he's done yet. It's going to be interesting who they would be having the GM. I'm surprised uh, Mark Cuban has not tried to pull a 
Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys and takes over the uh, general manager role. I don't know if he wants to do it or not, but that would be cool to see. I don't know. That's just a thought. That's just a thought uh, process right there. But yeah, Rick Hall's out. Luka Doncic is still leaning on coming back, which would be exciting. I did say the Knicks can try to make a run for him. Maybe not getting all that money. They're going to offer him all the money that he can. But imagine him, Randall, Barrett, and Robinson. And other guys that they pull in. Adobe Toppin. Just imagine. That would be a huge win for him. But I don't know. The Mavericks may get lucky. And they may be able to re-sign Doncic. Try to pull something. They might have to trade Christoph Porzingis. Because that experiment has failed. I'll get into another podcast episode. I'm probably going to do that Tuesday. Probably going to do it Tuesday and whatnot next Tuesday. Talk about that more because I think it's an interesting topic. Talk about one that we should, should, should get to. Real quick, I want to talk about this. So trading madness. Trading madness. While trades cannot become official right now, Pelicant. Confirmed by many sources, many credible sources, the Pelicans are going to be trying to trade former OKC player and current Pelicans, of course, player, Stephen Adams and or Eric Bledsoe. They're going to try to trade both of them or just one of them. So in this offseason, the Pelicans are going to try to find a new head coach and try to find new teams. For these two players, we're trying to get more assets in return. Try to get something back, whether it be draft picks or a player they can utilize. It will be interesting to see where they go. I don't know where these two guys will go. Because um, Eric Bledsoe has been in the Valley before. We've been with the Phoenix Suns. Then he was with Milwaukee. And then he came on down with the Pelicans. Adams, he was with OKC. Now he's here. Now he could be going. They're going to try to trade both of them. At least hopefully one of them. That's all the reports came to say. No one has identified teams yet. And it's too early to speculate that now. Just because the playoffs are still going. And we're still trying to figure out everything in the playoffs. And right now, not so much. The offseason, like free agency, like trade. But I will say the draft is coming up in six days, and I need to start getting my brackets ready. I don't, I don't, I, I'm all over the place. It's Jack Cunningham. I, I, I forgot the guy's name. But I know a few good players coming out of that draft. I've not really looked at the draft. Everything has been skewed, really. With days I'm saying, I know when days were announced like a week or two ago. But yeah, I have to look at the draft because that's going to be interesting. We're going to have the draft party. I'm going to be a legit psycho on Twitter just posting every single update from the draft like I did last year on social media when they had the draft style James Wiseman, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards. That will be one of our exclusive uh, content articles. Wow, it was real hard to say, but... Yeah, not trying to get off topic, but the draft is June 23rd. If anybody's interested in watching, I know I'm going to be watching. I'm going to have a busy next week, but I'll be watching that Wednesday. I think it's at 7 p.m., but please do not quote me. And yeah, I'll be good. But that's where we're at. 
That's the Pelicans news. That's Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams news. I'll try to get I'll try to get some more information on that end, but that's what we have currently. So, the news. Um, real quick before I get into bigger news, right? I want to talk about one last thing. I know I was talking about this the previous previous I think podcast episode, two episodes ago. Let me check that. It was yeah, it was yesterday. So yesterday's podcast episode, I outlined that James Harden will be available for Game Six, which is tonight the closeout game for the Nets, the bruised and battered Nets against a healthy Bucks. As Kyrie's going to be sitting Game Six with a sprained ankle and ankle injury, so that is going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. I'm going to talk about that matchup. Well, actually, within the next few moments, but I just wanted to reiterate that I wanted to bring back up that piece of breaking news again, or not breaking, but just news in general, because that is a critical one for what we're going to be talking about within the next few minutes and the stakes that both of these teams have. Okay. We know the Phoenix Suns and the Nuggets series have ended. Suns swept them. That ended the semifinals. I mean, semi-conference final. Oh, ugh. The conference semis, right? That that was already determined. That was determined like a week ago. This past Sunday, actually. Where we saw one of the four, uh, one of the four series in the second round be closed out. Everyone else is either two and two or three and two. This has been a very close close contest for everyone. And talking about the breaking news or just news in general about Kyrie Irving and James Harden, one sitting, one going. Harden, who needs to be in a better, uh, it has to be in a better swing of things. I get he's going for a hamstring injury, but he was one of ten of last game. In game five against the Bucks, only for five points, but he still had like eight assists, six rebounds. But that's what I want to talk about. Bucks Nets. And if I'm not mistaken, I am correct. It's playing at Milwaukee tonight. It's actually doing at 5 30 p.m. today, Arizona time, on ESPN, where the Bucks can hold on for a game or the Nets can somehow mustered up. The like boldness and take out the now favorites to win the series because originally when Kyrie James Harden was going down like flies, they didn't believe in Kevin Durant that much. They were like, "Oh boy, the underdogs are the Nets, the Bucks are the favorites." That's what happened in Switch. But I'm gonna go to say, you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to take the Nets tonight. Here's why. I believe if, and I don't know if psychotic is the right word to say, but if he can, but if Kevin Durant can play in that fiery, fiery type uh, pistol mode where he's just exploding, yeah, because he went off for about 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, so he had a 49 point triple double. He was on fire. He hit within a minute left a huge free to extend the lead, to give him that lead, to give him that jolt of energy, say, we're not going down 3-2 to the Bucks. 
but we're going to be up for two against the Bucks, right? And now is at the Barkley Center, which they're three and zero at, ironically. And the Bucks are two and zero Milwaukee. But that that's interesting. That's interesting when you look at it. Kevin Durant proved, even though James Harden was not effective, sure he had eight assists in forty six minutes. That's not good at all. But I'm saying this: in forty eight minutes, if Kevin Durant forty eight minutes, and because he didn't. Because he didn't even take a break. He didn't take a break. The only time he had a break was when he was doing it, when there was just timeout, TV commercial timeouts, or just timeouts taken in general, or free throws. Fouls were being called right. But he played the entire game, all 48 minutes. James Harden only saw two minutes, right? That's crazy if you come and think about that. But the Nets were electric fine because of. Kevin Durant, he needs to tap back in to that explosive game that he has because even though they the Nets were lopsided in points in the paint by 20 to the Bucks, that doesn't matter because Kevin Durant proved that the mid-range and the uh, three-point shot is his to command, and that's the part the Nets needed this entire series. And with injuries and the way the Nets have been up and down, they're getting to him. Kevin Durant finds rhythm again. He can be that player to score all these points. He's not a leader. He needs that other player. But if James Harden's a little bit more healthy, healthier, like 50% healthy, able to dish out 10 assists, get a few boards, like 10 points, I'm going to call that a win for Nets as long as Kevin Durant scores 40 to 50 points legit because you know uh, Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday are going to go off for another game. Because last game in game five, when the uh, when the Nets won, Giannis had a double-double consisting of 34 points and 12 rebounds in 42 minutes. Then Holiday came with 19, Middleton 25, Lopez 15, right? And just a trickling down from there. And P.J. Tucker's not going to let you guys scorch him again on defense. They're going to come with better defense. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding because this is the closeout moment. This is the closeout. And you're going to be always out of pressure. A, this is the closeout. B, this is this is uh, at Bucks territory. Home court advantage goes to Bucks. If the fear of the deer uh, chance are going to be going, fans going to be rowdy, and I I think that the Nets have it. I'm going to keep going by my bracket, not because I want my bracket to be correct. Yes, that's true, but I believe the Nets can do it. I was rooting for the Nets since game one. I've been rooting since the Nets uh, since the pause began, and I believe they have special talent with or without Kyrie, with or without James. It comes down to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has to rise up one more game, try to get a rest before the, either they face Philly or the Hawks. And that can go to a game seven, which would be huge for the team, for for um, the Nets. Because if they can get some injury time, just to rest, get some medical attention, be like, okay, here we go. We can get the rest that we need, recuperate, we'll re-strategize for the upcoming series between Atlanta or Philly. It would be really exciting if we got to see Philly.
I don't know why I would just put it was just really be would be, right? But we we know where this is going. Giannis is gonna give everything he's got. But here's the thing about Giannis, he has to be able to cover Kevin Durant because he was not able to cover anybody. But that's why now Giannis is saying he's just a powerhouse that just does a lot of offensive tactics and maneuvers. And that's just a dominant force when he wants to be and when he's not scared, right? Middleton, he's not gonna be he's gonna not gonna be he's gonna be relentless. He's gonna give them all that they got. It is going to be scary good because no one, both sides are going to be going back and forth. Both sides are going to show you what they got. But I do believe the Nets will be rising up on the shoulders of Kevin Durant and then somewhat of James Harden. James Harden's going to have that injury effect. But I still believe he's going to make those crisp passes. I believe um, P.J. Tucker is going to be playing better defense and slightly better offense, especially if, if he's doing there in 33 minutes. I believe Lopez is going to be a force in the paint. I believe the wing shots will be the middle 10. It's just how bad these guys won. And I get it. It's like, wow, why, why are you saying that every single time? But it's true. It just depends. Like, what is going to happen? It all comes down because the Bucks. this is a winner-go-home situation for both teams. Yes, you have a game seven. Yes, we can do that. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. How much does that take out of the Nets? How much does it take out of the Bucks? Because the Bucks have never won the Barclays Center. And when the Bucks were winning the large last game, they choked the lead for... The Nets to come back. Like, they choked the lead. Kevin Durant went berserk because this was not like the Nets were controlling everything. No, the Bucks were up by double-digit points, and they choked the game because they don't know how to close, thing out, close games out thanks to Mike Boonholzer. And all these different things can happen. I'm not going to talk about the offseason with the Bucks. I'm talking about right here, right now. And where I'm standing right here, whether you're playing the Barclays Center in Brooklyn or wherever the uh, Milwaukee Bucks play in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they are going to lose to the hands of the Nets. Kevin Durant has to play one more solid game with or without James Hart. We already know what Kyrie Irving's state is. He's not here. But that's okay because you still have Blake Griffin and Joe Harris. And everybody may laugh at Joe Harris, but he's an exceptional three-point shooter and one that you should not take lightly of. Case in point, game one and game two. Same with Blake Griffin. He'll do the down-dirty stuff, the gritty-gutty stuff. He's the player that'll do that because that's the role he's adapting. Plus, he's been shooting more three-pointers and dunks now. That's impressive, and that's seemingly not going to stop. But here it is. Nets going to take this game. If they lose this game, fine. But they'll go to game seven and win it. It's going to be the Nets winning this series. All the way. All the way. Okay. Moving on from that. We, I'm just going to. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about them. Clippers. Jazz. Um, Clippers are playing tomorrow. In LA, I'm gonna to touch brief on that, but I am gonna do the podcast tomorrow. So I'm gonna save that game for tomorrow. But I want to do the review. I'll touch a sprinkle a little bit on that. But man, man, if you didn't see my Twitter account last night in the final of that game, when the Jazz and the Clippers were going right after it, 
when Donovan Mitchell's ankle wasn't doing so well, Paul George had to rise up. Bojan Donovic was trying to do everything in his power, who had 32 points. It didn't matter. Reggie Jackson had 22 points, but Paul George silenced the haters, the doubters, the critics, the everything that was against the negativity as he rose up for 37 points and 16 rebounds and 5 assists. I said he needed to step up because if he didn't step up, they would have lost. But since he did, and what I predicted they needed to do, they won. That is sheer willpower. That is aggressive. That's the playoff P. That is playoff Paul right there. That's Paul George. That's the Paul George we knew in Indiana when he was with the Pacers. We, that's, that's who we know. That's who we know. Like legit. And I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of how the Clippers have been responding with Kawhi out. With uh, Kawhi questionable for game six, right? I have no idea what his timetable is. He's doing ACL injuries. Serge Ibaka is out for the remainder of the postseason. And you just have Morris, uh, George, and Jackson. But the Clippers are staying with it. And he said, you know what? We're taking this. And you should have seen Paul George. You should have seen the fans. I, w- I couldn't believe it. But this could be the scariest thing ever. After the Jazz went up 2-0, the Clippers took the next three games. It is officially series. It officially is. Both teams won at home, but the pivotal game five went to the Clippers. And I'm just going to say, they're playing in L.A. tomorrow. Without, with or without Kawhi, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Morris, everyone's going to be stepping up, and they're going to stomp. They're, uh, they're going to stomp a mud hole through, um, I see that's what I'm saying. They're just going to stomp everything they got right through the soul and the energy of that team. Send them home. I want this to be a game seven for the Phoenix Suns, but right now I'm saying it's going to be the Clippers because I want Paul George to do this. I feel as though Paul George is going to do this. I believe this is who he's transforming into. The guy that can rise above the occasions once more when healthy. Even when Kawhi Leonard's on the court. This will be huge for the Clippers to go to the conference finals. After year after after last season against the Nuggets losing that 3-1 lead. Wow. Wouldn't that be something... You get to close out in L.A. tomorrow. We'll know the results by 10 p.m. Can the Jazz hold on? I don't know. I'll talk about that more tomorrow. But this was just what I want to talk about today. We was just reviewing Clippers Jazz. What happened in the 119-111 to win against the Jazz to take the 3-2 lead in a pivotal, crucial, uh, nail-chewing uh, game. Nail-biting game. That was something I was not going to be expecting. And I'm just blown away. I'm blown away how huge of a game Paul George did on offense and defense. He's the part of that game. And if you still have doubts about Chris Paul, don't. Because he rose to through the occasion. When the pressure's on, the lights were shining right on him. Critics were out full-fledged, waiting to tweet something uh, bad, negative about him. He rose up. He said, 
Forget about the past. This is the present, and it's time to go psycho on the court. And that's what he did. That's what he did in 40 minutes. He was 12 of 22, 37 points, 16 rebounds, 5 assists in 40 minutes. In 40 minutes, it's, it's, it's insane. He's become more consistent, and it's showing. And this is going to be exciting. So if I'm anybody, if I'm a fan, if I'm a personnel coach, if I'm a coach of the, uh, that coaching staff, if I'm anybody from the Jazz, I would be scared to death because Donovan Mitchell is now fully healthy. It was shown last night that ankles really getting him to him. Rudy Gobert was struggling. He's more of a defensive guy, right? So offensive tactics are not a thing. Offensive, offensive games are not a thing. But Bogdan Donovich did explode for 32 points which was huge for him, breaking the glass ceiling on that and thriving through. However, it was just not enough for what Paul George had in mind. Wow, okay. Final thing to close this up was just recapping Hawks 76ers. That's also going to be tomorrow, 4.30, Atlanta leads the series, 3-2. They have that at home. I just want to say, real some real quick. Besides the Bucks Nets game, besides that series, tomorrow we'll have both teams, Clippers and Clippers and Hawks, at home, free to two to take the series. How significant is that? How fun is that going to be? Seeing, being in your hometown, being in your home state, being in your home arena, having a home court event. And having the chance to seal the game and have all those fans cheering, having everyone go berserk, having everyone realize we're going to the finals. This is make or break. And this is this is a crucial a crucial game for all three teams. The Hawks especially. But the Hawks last night uh, almost lost to the 76ers. When they were up by 22, which was the most that the Hawks were up by, they almost lost it to the 76ers, but held on. Trey Young, um, he had his moments. He had his moments. He did score 39 points and 7 assists. Collins, 19-11. Uh, Gallinari, 16. Williams, 15. Really good game. I can't believe um, just how poor... Uh, they played in that second half, almost losing a double-digit lead. I get it, but still, it's just a game of basketball. I get it, but still, you should have kept that going on. Seth Curry has 36 points. Joel Embiid at 37. Ben Simmons was 8-9-4, right? And that's all you're really going to be getting out of him. But Seth Curry turned it on. Joel Embiid turned it on. I respected them for trying to grind it through, trying to come back. And now you'll go to Atlanta and you try to close it out. I think the villain Trey Young's going to close it out with a shout down my mind. I was wrong for taking the Knicks in my brackets all three times against the uh, Hawks to win. I was wrong. But now, but now I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. And I wish I could have gone back in time and changed this because it's fun seeing the villain Trey Young in the Hawks come in and do their business on the road against a good 76ers team while a little banged up, but they're still terrific. Both teams played well. 
Great rebound by the Hawks. Great grind by the 76ers. And now we'll see what they can do against the... Uh, what we can see and what do against these two teams in the final, final game of well, what it could be, right? Because it's a game six. The Hawks play at home. Trey Young could close it out and become the guy that the Hawks always wanted, right? Go to his first ever conference finals. First in his career since getting drafted in 2018. It would be terrific that the top three picks in the 2018 draft, two out of three of them are going to the conference finals. Wouldn't that be something? But don't count out the 76ers ever. Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey, the players, everyone. They have something special up, up their sleeve. Seth Curry's been ridiculous. He, as I was not expecting all of those huge games from him. He's been a tremendous force. Even Tobias Harris to some certain extent. Even though he did not play well at all. He only got four points that game in 36 min- 38 minutes. But previously, 2022, right? But I'm taking the Hawks all the way. This is it. This is going to be exciting. It's all going to go down tomorrow. We're going to see what they have in store, what all three teams have in store, because these are all closeout games, or one of these games could be going to a game seven. I want to be surprised if one of these series going to a game seven. I wouldn't mind if the Clippers went to a game seven. But for Paul George, one on one, room for the Clippers before the Suns. But when it comes to Sun time, I'm rooting for the Suns every single time without question. But it would be interesting to see what happens, and I'm excited. Game updates are going to be going like crazy. I'll catch you guys in the morning. I'm going to try to post this at 8 a.m. But for all the breaking news again, I had to postpone the time a little bit just because of how crazy and hectic it was again. For all the breaking news with everything that happened, it was crazy. I'll catch you guys back up in the morning or in the afternoon about the game, tonight's game, Milwaukee against Brooklyn and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Roaring fans are everywhere. The lights are on for Kevin Durant, Giannis. It's going to be explosive. It's going to be equipped with everything. It's going to be electrifying. I can't wait. Well, seeing you guys for listening to the podcast. Remember to find us and you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and even Spotify. We're always there, never late, every single day, either in the mornings or afternoons. We'll catch you again here tomorrow. See you later.